0: Listening to Hope Signals with Mark and Susan Mason, the podcast of Life on the Verge Ministries. Hope Signals is a podcast where we offer practical principles and motivational insights aimed at helping people navigate their hopes and dreams. All right, I am sitting in my little RV studio in Norfolk, Virginia. We finally hit the road, making a quick pass through Norfolk and Virginia Beach to uh, meet with some donors, see some family members, and then we'll be southbound and down for uh, Florida. We'll make a brief stop in Charlotte on the way down uh, to see my grandkids. (coughs) Excuse me, I haven't seen since Christmas. I'm trying not to be too loud because Susan is still asleep because the dog woke her up in the middle of the night. Woke me up too, but she's the one that got up with the dog. And so uh, I don't know how the sound is coming across, if, if this uh, little setup is is uh, as clear as my home studio. But nevertheless, we're going to use what we have where we are and uh, believe that uh, maybe it'll help somebody. I do this by faith. I do it for selfish reasons to kind of help me as well. Uh, and I, I've got a. Interesting story to tell you about something that came up uh, in the past week or so. Um, excuse me if jets fly over. We're near the Norfolk International Airport, so you may hear a jet here or there. But something that really is just, it's just pretty wild because I've been talking about Galatians 4.18. It's fine to be zealous, provided the purpose is good. Or the English Standard Version, which I think renders a better uh, translation, it is always good to be made much of for a good purpose. Well, I'm not even sure what led me to, to do this uh, this series exactly, what provoked it. I guess, you know, because what we do... We have to, we post a lot. You know, we we recorded some music and and uh, we want to put that out there. And we we want our donors to to know that we're we're putting their dollars to work when we hit the road and go out and do prisons that they're making a difference that we're in this all together. But sometimes you know I ask myself, am I just trying to get attention? You know, and uh, and so I guess that led me to study this topic. And and so as we look at that, it's always good to be made much of for a good purpose. I've talked about how Paul, the apostle, made a big deal about his ministry because he knew his purpose was to communicate the gospel. Now, we're not all called to be missionaries or evangelists or preachers, but we do have to examine our purpose. Why do we want to be known? Why do we want to be made much of? And make no mistake, we all want to be known, we all want to be celebrated, we all want to be made much of, we all want to feel useful, like we're providing some good or some service, some help to other people, don't you? I mean, I I, I think we all want that. And so, as we examine The purpose, we have to ask, is the purpose why I am passionate about this thing, whatever it is, uh, the arts, business, feeding the homeless, whatever it is that you're passionate about, um, is it rooted in a love for God and a love for other people? Is your passion and performance geared toward only building your own ego, or is it ultimately an effort? To bring some light into this dark world, to display the love of God through your art, your business, your family, what, what whatever that thing is that you're zealous for, understanding that you you know our ego is always going to be mixed in there. There's always going to be a dose of narcissism. I talked about that in episode one about how that that can help us. It's, it's okay to want to be successful. It's okay to want to be um, celebrated. And our ego is going to enjoy that. And our ego is going to kind of drive that. But underneath it all, is there a grander purpose? Or, or are you so uh, devoted and addicted to attention that you literally give more worth to that? Or you worship it. where worship means to give worth. Um, give more worth to that than you do to God and other people. So, it all comes back to this idea of purpose. It's always good to be made made much of for a good purpose. Is the purpose noble? You know, Isaiah 32.8 says, but the noble make noble plans, and by noble deeds they stand. The Berean Study Bible says, but a noble man makes honorable plans. He stands up for worthy causes. That word noble in the Hebrew when it was written means generous. It's all about liberal giving and sharing unselfishly whatever gifts, talents, abilities, opportunities, experiences that God has given you to help other people. And that herein lies the challenge. Finding the balance between selfless and selfish. For the believer, finding the balance between the spirit and the flesh. We're gonna look at a scripture in a minute that might help us a little bit. You know, as I'm working this out for myself, right? Um, you know, I, I you can go to the extreme either way. You can be so addicted to attention, you can be so addicted to influence and and position um, that you're selfish, or you can you can uh, go the other way and be so selfless that you just don't share anything. You, you're not generous with your art. You're not generous with your um, money. You're not generous with the influence God has given you to help other people. You kind of just close it all in and you cloak it in a false humility. Oh, I, I'm not going to be, I'm not going to put my stuff out there. And sometimes the reason that we don't do that is we're afraid of rejection. I know I am. We hate rejection, and so we'd rather. Yep, you know, Garth Brooks' famous song, "The Dance." You know, I could have missed the pain, but I'd have had to miss the dance. Man, I got to remind myself every day. Let's dance. If you reject me, you know, if I if I post something, if you send me a nasty email about my podcast, if I post a song and you say something negative about it, well, you know what? I'm still going to dance. You know, I, I'm still going to press on because. I'm constantly trying to examine my motives and examine my purpose and make sure, look, I'm not putting, put. my ego can't get but so bruised because my ego is is not in charge of this. You know, yes, my ego will take a hit maybe if you criticize me, uh, but ultimately, I hope that uh, I won't get too bruised because my purpose goes deeper and and I know my motive. My motive is not just to make a name for myself, uh, to be made famous, um, that that's part of it. Listen, uh, yeah, if, if you have no desire to be famous, or as, as uh, Daniel Webster said in his 1828 uh, dictionary under the definition of purpose, he said the ambition of men is generally directed to one of two purposes or to both, the acquisition of wealth and power. So if you have no desire for wealth— No desire for power, no desire for fame. Now, let me reword all of those because all those terms have been adulterated in our society. If you have no desire to be known, not just famous, that means to be known. If you have no desire to be noted and known for something, if you have no desire for resources, that's what I mean, wealth, it's not just money. If you have no desire for resources, if you have no desire for power or influence, you don't want to be used to influence the world for good. If you have no desire for those things, then why don't you go get you a grocery cart at the local market, put some junk in it, grab you a blanket, get a bottle of wine, and go live homeless on the street? You know, if you have no desire uh, to use fame or being remarkable at, remarkable at something, if you have no, let's just say it. If you have no desire to be famous, if you have no desire to have wealth, if you have no desire to have power or influence and use it for good, then what are, what are you doing? Just existing? Of course we do, but we have to constantly keep in step with the Spirit, which takes me to the Scripture in Galatians 5 where we can kind of put our motives to the test when we're stepping out to do something. And uh, this, this I'm going to share a story in a minute where God is really checking me on this, I guess. Um, but Gal- Galatians chapter 5 verse 19 Paul says the acts of the flesh are obvious sexual immorality impurity and debauchery idolatry and sorcery hatred discord jealousy and rage rivalries divisions factions envy drunkenness orgies and the like as i warn you uh, i warn you as i did before that those that practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of god now you may say he's describing what it's like to be driven by the flesh um, you may say to yourself, well, you know, I'm not using sexual immorality to make a name for myself, and I, I try not to be too debaucherous, but many of us deal with, he says, jealousy, envy, we're, we're driven to, to uh, show somebody else that we're just as good or we're better at something. Uh, so, we can have these fleshly motives that mix in there that we've got to guard against. Am I, am I being led of the Spirit? Am I being led by my flesh? Verse 22, he goes on to say, the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Every one of those words deserves its own study. Um, but this, he, he says, those that belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Since we live by the Spirit, let us walk in step with the Spirit and not become conceited, provoking and envying one another. I, I do think that, that man, envy is a, is a big one for a lot of us, right? Uh, we see things that other people have, opportunities that other people have, and it stirs up a fleshly thing in us. And it doesn't really scream, I'm envious. But it's at work, and it's bothering us. Um, Man, with today's communication tools, it's even worse more than ever. Um, But so at the root of the thing that I'm trying to accomplish, the thing I want to be known for, the thing I want to be noted for, the reason I would like to have resource and influence, a.k.a. wealth and power, um, is it rooted in the flesh? Is it rooted in love, joy? Peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self control. Now, th- those of us that follow the Lord, God has given a uh, a great—I don't want to say tool—a um, great way to test our motives. But let me let me get into why uh, or how, rather, <laughs> the Lord has kind of checked me on this, uh, which is pretty. Pretty interesting that this, uh, I guess it's an opportunity, uh, presented itself to me right in the middle of of doing this series, and I'd ask you to, to pray about it, but just to let you know that, look... I'm working this out too. Um, when when I was a young man, of course, I was driven by ego. Um, I I wanted to be known for something for me, 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 me. I wanted to bask in the spotlight. Well, now I'm 57, going to be 58 in August. I feel like man, I've had one heck of a run. If the Lord takes me today, praise God, He 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 let me. You know, I'm still messed up. You know, I still struggle with sin. I still you know, but I'm covered by the grace of God, and He's allowed us to do some great things, um, which doesn't You know, make me any more holy. I can't be made any more holy just because I do good works. Uh, As a matter of fact, Jesus says something akin to the fact that when you've done all these good works, you should just say to yourself, well, I only did what I should have done. Um, So I make no boast in that. I boast in, in God and His faithfulness to not only forgive me for all the stupid things that I've done and continue to do on occasion, uh, but he also has allowed us, um, really, he's allowed us some level of fame for a good cause, a good reason, a good purpose. He's allowed us some level of wealth to be able to do what we do and to bless other people. Uh, and some level of influence, even with this podcast, to be able to speak in the lives of people and to be able to speak to people from a pulpit. Those are the opportunities, gifts, skills, abilities that God afforded me, and uh, we're just trying to be faithful to them more out of gratitude than anything else, um, knowing that I can't I can't earn a higher position with God through my works, just trying to say, thank you, God, uh, and give away, trying to be generous and hoping that my motives are noble. You know, that word, again, meaning generous. So recently we recorded a, a brand new album. Some of you, if you've donated recently, uh, we've sent you a copy of it and hopefully you'll get it this week, um, called Speak Easy. And, uh, we did that with no stars in our eyes, like, man, we, we hope this is, uh, going to be the, the big break for us. Um, Really, we just did it because we could. And we put God to the test. We put a fundraiser out there, and people supported it. And, uh, and of course, it, it does afford us some excellent backing tracks. We drop the guitar parts and vocal parts out, and we use those in prisons and other places. Um, but, uh, you know, the the motive wasn't... Um, To be rock stars, so to speak, it was simply to try to be faithful to the gifts, skills, talents, abilities God has given us. So I got this friend, his name is Jimmy Bratcher. He's a mentor. I'll probably do a series in the near future on mentorship and why we need mentors so badly. You know, scripture says he that isolates himself seeks his own desire. We need three types of people in our lives. We need people that are above us, that are drawing us, influencing us, helping us, pulling us upward. We need people we're walking beside, and we need people that we're leading. I hate to say somebody over, beside, and under. They're not really under. We're just ahead a few steps. So we need Those three types of people in our life, and that's another podcast altogether. But Jimmy is one of those people that's, I'd say, above. He's he's a few steps, few years older, and uh, has been at what we do. He's he's a musicianary, but he's he's really um, he's. I think he's did about ten CDs or albums, um, and he really has propelled us to try to do things at a level of excellence. Uh, that will cause people to to take notice, and, and even if you don't like the music, the production is professional, to try to just raise the standards of what we do. Um, so, I might have shared this before, but I met Jimmy when he came to our church in 2006, I think, and uh, didn't want to be weird about it. He came and played some music, shared a story, and God just checked my heart and said, I was a pastor at the time, and uh, I felt like the Lord was saying, that's what you're after. And so I tried not to be weird about it as I developed a relationship with Jimmy over the years, and I tried to help him the best I could to get him into the church that I was at and when we moved to a bigger church to get him into that church. And I tried to demonstrate that, hey, I'm always for the win-win, you know, um, what can I do to help you? And then maybe uh, down the road you can help me. Well, man, has he helped. Uh, he and his dear wife, Sherry, they have become just heroes to us uh especially since we launched life on the verge uh in 2011 i guess about 10 almost 10 years ago they have become just incredible friends and uh, mentors helping us along the way and and uh, we frequently now uh I, we're not quite peers, because he's still a few steps in front, but we do Iron Sharpens Iron, and we're, we're working at the same things a lot of time, and we're sharing ideas. And and so anyway, uh, how about, Jimmy just recorded an album, bless his heart, this guy just had double knee replacement surgery, he had COVID, his wife just got her hip replaced, uh, all in this past year, but he's also released like two books and an an album and an EP, he's just been busy, is all get out, productive, in the middle of all these challenges. He makes me tired when I talk to him, (laughs) but uh, he started a YouTube channel, which you should check out, Jimmy, I-E, J-I-M-M-I-E, Bratcher, B-R-A-T-C-H-E-R, where he broadcasts at least twice a week. you know, just sharing the word of God and and music, and uh, he's he's impacting the world. He's he's got thousands of people now that are watching these uh, YouTube little sermonettes and 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 words of encouragement that he shares, and so I encourage you to check that out. But uh, I was talking to him this week, last week, I guess now. Um, and he, you know, I always screen things through Jimmy. We haven't put our album out there yet. He, we've got the CDs and it's about to go on all the, uh, the streaming, uh, channels, I guess. And, uh, he's like, well, what are you going to do with it? You know, and I, I never, I don't know. You know, we give away more of them than we sell the CDs. I look at it as seeds that uh, maybe one of these songs will speak to somebody, help them. If nothing else, give them a reason to tap their foot, bring a little joy to their life. Maybe bring some peace. Maybe bring a little bit of that fruit of the spirit to their life through these songs. I've just posted one uh, called Valley of the Damned. Uh, A little YouTube video with some prison pics. Maybe you saw it on my Facebook channel. Um, Maybe it'll encourage. I don't know. Um, But he really asked me a good question. What are you going to do with it? Uh, And I was like, Well, I I don't know. You know, I guess we'll we'll make the CDs available. We don't even really sell the CDs when we go to churches. We do it for a donation. and uh, he goes, well, I, I listened to most of your album, and and I think it's good. It's a good project, and and he encouraged me to look into hiring a publicist, and a publicist is someone that has ties to, you know, different magazines and podcasts and websites and record companies and all that kind of thing, and they basically are the ones that. Make you famous, you know. They, they they get they put your stuff out there. They have the connections. They get you interviews and things like that. Never even crossed my mind to do that, um, but it definitely made me go. Well, you know, is that am I robbing people? If if I wanted to help the people that I'm handing a copy of a CD to personally, why wouldn't I want it to help more people? You know if. If my motive is to be made much of so that I can massage my ego, there's a problem. But I I honestly, again, I'm almost 58 years old. I'm not out to be a rock star here. Um, But uh, am I out to spread some love and spread joy and spread peace and spread the gospel of Christ? yeah I'm out to do that, so uh we put out a little fundraiser. I think we're trying to raise six thousand dollars to do that. If you'd like to sew into that, we'd appreciate it. Maybe that we put God to the test. you know if the funds don't come in no, no, no problem caserah,rah, okay, we keep moving on doing what God- what God has called us to do um but uh if it does come in, maybe we'll go that route. We're praying about it. I'm just telling you because we deal with the same same stuff like and and I believe that. 20 years ago, my story would have been different. It would have been all, a whole lot more me involved in that. Here's here's where the scripture I wanted to share with you. When you're dealing with something like that, where you're faced with an opportunity where you're going, you know, am I, am I just being selfish? You know, it's not unlike God to uh, come in when you're ready to sit, throw in the towel and say, you know what, I... Yeah, I, I I had a good go, and you're ready to just kind of back off the accelerator of life, whatever it is that you've been passionate about, you've given your life to your, whatever your life's work has been. About the time you're you're like, well, I fished all night and didn't catch much or didn't catch nothing, just like the disciples in Luke chapter five, um, the uh, the Lord says, you know what? Let's go back out there and cast those nets one more time, and our flesh goes, but Master, I've fished all night and caught nothing. And uh, But nevertheless, key word, uh, nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done, Jesus said. Uh, The disciples said, nevertheless, at your will, we'll go back out and cast the nets. And then they caught more fish than almost sunk the boat, right? So it's not unlike God to bring us to those moments where we've done all that we can in our own power, which is necessary sometimes to bring us to the point that, we really have no choice that if we become successful or, you know, uh, what we do, what we put our hand to all of the sudden uh, has growth and, and new life that we kneel before him and say, Lord, I I did what I could do, but you brought the miracle. And that's what, that's what Peter did when they came back with the fish. He fell on his knees and he called Jesus Lord. And it humbles us and reminds us that our own efforts alone as believers um, – is limited, but with God, all things are possible. And man, life on the verge is proof of that. Uh, but so there's a scripture in Colossians. I think it's three five. Bear with me. I believe I have it in my notes. Uh, that says, uh, "Stay with me." I know I did put it in here. Yeah. Oh, it's Colossians three fifteen. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts since as members of one body, you are called to peace. The key word rule. I love this. The word rule in the Greek, when Paul wrote it, is the word for umpire, like an umpire in the Greek games. Let the peace of Christ be an umpire in your hearts. An umpire only blows the whistle when you're breaking a rule or you're stepping out of bounds. We as believers, we know the voice of the Lord. We can't always explain it, but we know when we have peace about something, and we know when we have a check in our spirit, we like to say as Christians, that something's just not right about this. Man, what a, what an edge God has given us there. Uh, now, we can be so cluttered, you know, we're going to have so much noise going on in our lives that we don't hear clearly, hence the importance sometimes of fasting um, to kind of quiet your spirit when you're about to make a big decision and try to listen for that umpire, the peace of God. Do I have the peace of God about taking this job, about following through with this opportunity? Um, and so especially in these moments where we... We really we do we do want to be made much of for a good purpose. We we do want to acquire resources and we do want to um, uh, have influence. We do want to make a difference and our egos engage there. Of course, we want to hear the crowd applaud um, at times, but we don't want to worship that. So it's it's this place where we really need the Holy Spirit. Listen, this is this is the reality. If you're the pastor of a small church. And suddenly that church takes off and you double, triple, quadruple your numbers. Can you keep that same humble spirit through it all that says, you know what, if everybody leaves tomorrow because they disagree with something that I said, I'm good. I have peace with God that I'm simply keeping in step with the spirit and trying to be faithful to what God has called me to do. So we've put this thing to the test. That's why we sent the fundraiser letter out. Uh, I have a piece about it. Uh, As we work through it, we'll see. You know, I mean, it's like, again, I don't want to have this false humility that says, oh, man, who am I? I don't want to be made a big deal of. Well, wait a minute. If there's a song on our album that could prick somebody's heart or remind somebody of something they need to be reminded of, um, then I need to get it out there. And so we'll see how that goes. But what are you facing? You know, I mean, uh, whenever, I always think of the arts, but whatever it may be, um, when you stick your neck out there by faith, coincidentally, I said before that what God is looking for is faithfulness. That's one of the fruits of the Spirit is faithfulness. Will I be faithful to use the things God has already given me to make a difference where I'm at, to help others, to be generous, to have a noble purpose with what I've already been given. Well, you can't be faithful without faith. Without faith, it's impossible to please God, the Scripture says. Uh, Faith is the the hope of something you can't see, but the belief in your heart that it could be through Christ. I'm really paraphrasing Hebrews 11.1 there. But it is. It's the evidence of things not seen yet hoped for. And so by faith... We put it out there. By faith, we take the step. And and of course we may fail, but God works all things together for good for those that love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. If our purpose is noble, if if the reason that we're doing this is because we're trying to be generous with whatever God has put in our hand, whatever opportunity God has put it, we're just trying to be faithful and we step out by faith and we fall flat on our face. In other words, we come back with empty nets like the disciples. Um, God will use all of that. And we've seen it time and time again where we failed at something. Something didn't succeed, yet God took the failure and made it part of the equation that brought success in a certain area. So, you know, and even as I speak this, I'm like, you know, Jimmy Bratcher, you know, he's used a publicist and is using one today. Um, His album, I'm Hungry, is number three on the uh, Roots Blues music charts. I mean, like a a national chart. It's number three. And uh, that's awesome because I know Jimmy wants to share the love of God. He wants to help people. That's his motive. That's his purpose. And so, it's good that he's being made much of. So, I I know I've used a lot of this podcast to talk about us, but I want to turn it back on you. Don't deny the fact that you want to be made much of, you want to be noted, you want to be remarkable at something, and there's nothing wrong with that if the motive is pure. You want to have some level of wealth, some level of power, or better put, some level of resource, some level of influence. If you don't, again, I, I hate to say, why are you here? But if you if you have no resources, you have no money, you have no influence, you don't want to. You just want to exist. You know, you're not helping anybody. You're not being generous with what God's put in your hand. So I pray. I'm gonna go ahead and conclude this series. I think um, pick back up next week when we will be in Florida. I might be a day late on it because of travel. But, uh, you know, I just want to encourage you, and and again, uh, not saying I got it all together. I'm working it out too. That scripture in Colossians uh, 315, let the peace of God rule in your hearts. That's really cool, man, that that, that Paul chose that word umpire. Hey, when I'm taking this step, when I'm, you know, putting this out there, you know, I gave my friend uh, Brandon Jones a shout out a while back. He wrote a book, put it out on Amazon. It's done pretty good. He sold fifty copies or so of it, uh, maybe more by now. That's awesome. That means okay, if it helps fifty million people, wonderful. If it helps fifty people, if it helps five people, if it was a, it was a. Well, Brandon took what he had. He's, he's been a stay-at-home dad most recently, and he's got a tribe of toddlers, and he's learning some things, and he says, why don't I share some of the things I'm learning? Maybe it'll help some other people that are facing a similar circumstance. And so he took the risk. He, he, he gambled the time and effort and money to get it out there, and now there's a segment of people that are making much of it, and it's bringing some level of influence, and, and wealth in the sense of resource is that it's becoming, or has become, and is becoming a resource for other people to help other people. That's kind of the way it can happen. So, bless you, have a great week, and thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to Hope Signals. You can learn more about us at LifeOnTheVerge.com. We're a completely donor-funded ministry that carries the good news to prisons around the United States. You can help us by sharing this podcast, by partnering with us with a tax-deductible gift at lifeontheverge.com, or by even talking to your leader or pastor about having us come and minister at your church or your business.